everybody, on this episode of the Designated Survivor After Show, we're breaking down the winter finale. That's right, season one, episode 10, The Oath. Tom Kirkman goes in to swear Congressman McLeish. Does he make it or does he not? We'll find out. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Hey, everybody, yes, when you hear that song, it can only mean one thing. Either Destiny, like it's Destiny's Child's Reunited, or it's the Designated Survivor After Show here on After Buzz TV. Hey, everybody. You going to show us what you were doing? Yeah, you want to hear There's so much more dance room in Studio 4 that we are in. I feel like I got so much room just to move around on the wheels. Yeah, you guys missed it. Michael was doing his uh, booty pop. I don't know what they're talking about. There you go. Uh, Please, somebody get a video on that. Yes, yes. Oh, we right. have. Great. There's video. Look for that online, and you'll find out where <laughs> uh, in just a moment. I'm one of your hosts, Frank Moran. You can follow me on Twitter at HappyGoJackie. What's up, guys? I'm your host, Christine Alexis. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Christine Bean. Everyone, how are we doing tonight? It's late, but we are ready to go. Michael Klaus, you can follow me on Instagram at TheOnlyMC, on Twitter at MichaelKlausTV. I don't know what video they're talking about, but I posted a very Christmassy video on my Instagram. You need to check out. Don't worry, Michael will post one later of him doing the booty pop. I'm Renee Ariel, and you can follow me on Instagram and on Twitter at Renee Ariel. And check out my blog, CatsLipstickLA.com. I just put up a new article, How to Spot a Certain Kind of Guy from 10 Miles Away. What kind of guy is that? It's a guy it's, like Frank. It's a guy, it's a guy <laughs> like Frank. The guy's going to find out. That's true. It's pretty easy. Just look for the dope, and that's me. That's easy. Hey. You can spot that very quickly. Uh, so, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Again, anger. Anger. What? Over oh, this episode. I'm sorry. Oh. I'm just. I'm, Michael's. I'm, I'm, right. Michael's just name checking emotions. That was it. <laughs> what? Anger. Anger. Joy. Anger. We're bringing on the winner finale, guys. So, uh, Michael Klaus, uh, of course, shared what he felt. Anger. Renee, Christine, you guys? Frustration. Frustration. In one word. In one word, Renee. Frustration. I was going to say I second Christine. That was very no, frustrating. Please come up with your I own. second Be Christine your own person. <laughs> Annoying. Annoying. You guys, right. what is your what, what? We got a lot of people tuning in on the live chat. Ivan's there, Joyful there, Chaos is there, The Truth is there, Daniela is there, Ariadne is there. What do you guys think? One word sums up this episode. Uh, as as Michael's reading down there in the chat, of course, folks, you can like us on Facebook. Give us those five stars on iTunes. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Hop in the chat. Go to Michael Claus. He's got that up and running, so he'll share your thoughts about the series in general. Or this episode in particular. So let's get right into it, folks. Uh, as soon as we start off this episode, as we left the last episode, Hannah, uh, on her way to Congressman uh, Hook Stratton to give her the uh, the deets on Congressman McLeish, but gets, uh, gets hit by a T-boned by a van. Which, of course, we know as the guy comes up saying, oh, are you okay? It's going to be all right. We all know he's in on it. So him starting to choke her out, not a big surprise. No. I, her whole character, I want to root for her. And yet I can't root for her her actions of being so solo. And I think the show the show tries to play it up of like, oh, you don't know who you can trust and that's why you go alone. But just the whole but action. I don't think she would be solo if um, Chuck had some sort of FBI training. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. he's kind of like her eyes and ears behind the scenes. But she's kind of left to fend for herself now that... Um, Jason Atwood is in custy. Totally. So I feel oh, like he but, would have been her wingman. By the way, one word, exciting, annoyed, mm-hmm. frustrating, stressful, uh, intense, intriguing, all good ones. Nice. Uh, but I feel like because she can't trust anyone and the only person who she's like really wanted to talk to, aside from um, 
uh, Kimball, he's the president. And it's, like, not that easy. It's like, like, hey, Mr. President, can I hop on over? So it's hard for her to get in contact with anyone that would actually be of use to her. Like, who else is going to team up with her? And she ain't a slacker, so she's going to go do it herself because she's kick-ass. Now, she, she certainly misinterprets the actions of the attempt on her life. She assumes, since she called Hook Stratton, said that she had information to get to her, and then immediately got attacked, she assumes Hook Stratton was the one that sent it over. So now, all of a sudden, she can't feel like she can trust Did, Hook Stratton. Was that the case, or was it that she just thinks her every move is being followed and her phone calls are being traced? That's I what I thought as well. Yeah. I know, because at no point did she want to even try to make another attempt to get to Hook Stratton at all. Like if you, well, she doesn't make an attempt to contact anyone. True, but yeah. Yeah, I think if you had details, you'd want to get to Hook Stratton, because so, somehow... But I, I think... I think she assumes that Hook Stratton had something to do with it. I don't think she did. I think that she knew all of a sudden that uh, people were following her and chasing her, and if she said on the phone to someone, hey, I've got information on anything, any kind of evidence, and they took the evidence also. Well, so that's the other thing. If, if Kimball was the big concern, then I think she would have just taken the evidence. Like, it would have been closer to... I don't know. I don't think yeah. she thought it was Kimball. I think it's also not in Kimball's, like... It's not within her character. Like she's kind of a bitch, but like she's not the she's not like vicious. I don't think she Mm-mm. would send a car to T Bone her no. to you know stop. Yeah, that. no, I don't. Uh, we I feel like we can assume that we know that Hook Stratton's not in on it. But Kim, uh, but Hannah assumes it because she Maybe. just calls. She just doesn't know who is. Yeah, yeah. But because even if she uh, she wakes up in checks place, she's safe. She could get not whether it's calling or something. She could still get in touch with Hook Stratton. The fact that she said I call Hook Stratton, somebody tries to kill me. She basically just assumes that Hook Stratton is in on it. She's she's guided by fear, which is interesting because this entire episode they're playing on like, oh, you don't have any fear, and yet she's being completely driven by fear in how she's acting. What? Well, yeah, fear. Uh, or just she's like, acting erratically, or just uh, not knowing exactly who you can trust. I mean, she tried to trust uh, Hook Stratton, and from her point of view, it turned against her. So. I feel like at this point, I don't know why she hasn't just, like, turned herself in. That's, like, the fastest way to get to the president, because he's going to want to speak to her. Literally. Yeah, he's going to be like, bring her in. And, I want to know like, what she knows. They clearly use that with uh, um, Deputy Director Atwood, but they have something on him. They have his kid. Right. With her, they have nothing. So if you get caught and you get brought in, you can dump anything without fear. Well, I mean, maybe she hasn't done that yet because she's not sure who exactly in the government she can trust or yeah, whatever either. the case is. But, but I feel like she could have gone either directly to Aaron because she's already spoken with him. You know, like she could have found some way to like turn herself in or get a meeting with him. She's just like she I, hasn't reached Ivan out. Ivan says Frank Hannah thinks she's her no followed. I don't get the. That she's being followed. Maybe she's being followed. Um, yeah. I think she's like watching her. The truth back. is, she thinks she's just paranoid. Um, think she's just paranoid? <laughs> she is paranoid. Someone ran into her and tried to choke <laughs> her to death. <laughs> I wouldn't call that paranoid. No, paranoid in terms of like who is following you and like at all times, and you can't reach out to anyone because everyone is bad. Okay, what would you do if someone? Purposely, well, here's try, the thing. If you know the inform- phone call. if you know the information that she has, you can't stay silent. Well, you but she's not it. trying to stay silent. But she doesn't know who she can give that information to that it's, would actually be something to be followed on or it would be closed because up. Because if you give it to the wrong person, then they have it and then they can kill you. Yeah, but you make. I know it's hard to get in touch with like certain people, but you're also one of the lead people on the FBI, and you were called in by the chief of staff. There, I, I, I don't know. I, this whole show is really, I'm trying not to let my sh- frustration for the entire show However, come out here, but... 
However, if we're thinking about it now, if the information we got was correct, it's a good thing she didn't say anything to Aaron in that whoa, room. Whoa, and whoa, that was just like one of my predictions. I won't say when she was in the, the room and maybe Aaron wasn't to be trusted. Because remember, you were, we were all frustrated she didn't tell him, but I'm like, that must mean that she thinks that Aaron is bad. Maybe that was so, our clue all along from back then. Exactly. So, hey, so, there, so that leads into the question, do you think Aaron is bad? Well, now I think he's suspicious. Of no, no, that's not what I add. Bad or good? You got to make a call. Area. You make I a call. don't know. Okay, well, I think that's a... Thing. Can you spot him from 10 miles away? Yes. Well, I mean, I, yeah, I feel like we can't assume anything on Aaron yet until we know the whole context of that situation. Well, that's why I'm making you make a guesstimate. What do you think? I, what I about you, I Michael? Just, uh, he's what good. If... He's good. That's a distraction. I'm calling it right yeah, now. I'm maybe, calling it good. It's maybe a he was calling that guy to like warn him about something. Maybe he knew. I just. So I don't what would the twist be? Here's the thing. It ha- remember we I talked just, about that backstabbing, that we're gonna get surprised. But why Aaron? But who else? Like if it was that other guy that we saw in the woods today that I cannot even remember his name, it like that was no surprise for us. It was like, ooh, someone Charles knew Langdon. that we knew. Langdon? Yeah. There you go. Like, I the think only- that was the twist, yeah. That was not a twist for us. We don't know him. We're not friends with him. Joy Fakia agrees. You're not friends we're, with we're, him? we're only on Facebook. Okay, good. Um, <laughs> but you know what would be a big twist that now I'm thinking is possible, and I know you're really going to like this? Uh-oh. Maybe Scott's alive. Because Scott was brought up from okay. the beginning. My man, and Scott! Because this guy Woo! who was dead isn't dead. So why not? Why even bring Scott into the storyline if he was never going to come up again? And they brought him up. Again today, so maybe he is alive. Okay. Anyway, enough Scott talk. Let's <laughs> yeah. put a cap well, on. I'm Scott. glad you love this storyline. At this point, we don't know who is dead and who is alive. If they mm-hmm. thought Langdon was that dead, that was a twist. It's, it's yeah. opening up that possibility. That's right. That's Nobody right, in the capital Frank. actually died. They're actually been transported Re- to a different. Okay. Well, this guy was alive, Frank. That's this right. guy was alive. Uh, so backing up at the beginning, of course, uh, Hannah uh, avoids getting killed by this uh, this guy that's out to get her. Uh, but Hookstrad, pressured by everybody else in the hearing to re, uh, restart the committee so they can actually vet McLeish and get him through. So she has to reluctantly, after trying to call Hannah once, which she doesn't pick up the phone, but I can understand why. If she thinks Hookstrad is trying to get in touch with her. Uh, they continue on. McLeish gets vetted. He's going to get sworn in later on that day. It seems like throughout the process, there's a lot of points where they're making it seem like you have to stop McLeish by this point. Oh, you have to stop him by this point. Oh, you have to stop him by this point. And we've reached every point. Yeah, and they have not stopped him. And they have not stopped him. Like, oh, well, before he even, you know, gets chosen by the president, we need to stop him. Well, before he needs to get approved by the Senate, we need to stop him. Before he gets uh, approved by the House and the committee, we need to stop him. And now he's sworn in. Like... You've not, you failed at your job. Yeah, that, and they still make us feel like we have to stop him. Yes. Like, what, yeah. what else is there left to do? Yeah. Like, what, are we, what are we supposed to do when the show comes oh. back? That's right. Every one of our deadlines <laughs> has passed on this. Uh, but Tom is actually taking his information and sharing it with Alex, showing him, like, hey, guess what? I've got this uh, bombing that the uh, DOD did about the other uh, Capitol building. And she's like, hey, you know, well, uh, I'm not going to run with the kids because we have no idea where to run or who we're running from. But uh, Tom is very uh, concerned that only he, she, and Mike are in on this information. Nobody else. Until he brings in Emily. It makes sense. Mm-hmm. Can't do Special it. advisor. That's Special her, advisor. That's her role. Mm-hmm. Knows that she wasn't around uh, while President Richmond was running there because she was with him at the HUD. So makes sense that when he has questions about trying to investigate uh, Richmond's staff and who was there that day, <laughs> he'd go with Emily. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, the Markham just made a comment that said, just saying, who puts classified material in plain sight in the passenger seat? Clinton at least put it in a dark email server. 
It uh, it was frustrating that she did not grab. That. I was frustrated at that moment. She's like, you you knew somebody's trying to kill you. You have to escape. Why wouldn't you grab that information? Because what's the point of you you living, but you can't prove anything because you've lost that information. Yeah, that, that scene. It looked like it was in like the back seat, and then she like drove off to get away from that guy. Why didn't she just like grab it on the way there? I know. She should have just grabbed it. The way she, she said it, it sounded like they had already taken, taken it. it. Yeah, but I don't know because that would be so dumb and if it was in also, your back seat. And they also no. said throughout, they're like, she totaled her car. She totaled her car. It was never any mention of she got completely t-boned. Yeah. Like, w- nobody saw that, or it was... Probably I mean, I'm glad, that, I'm glad that Kirkman actually made a reference to it. It was like, she got in an accident as she was delivering this crucial information. Thank God, putting one and two together. Look at that. Kirkman! Because I would assume that if anybody tried to find the footage, and I'm guessing these guys tried to clean their tracks, so they probably erased that footage, but then I think that would throw even more red flags up. If you told the president, like, yeah, we looked at the footage and it doesn't exist, but she totaled her car, I'd be like, whoa, hold on, what? <laughs> I think we need to find out a little bit more about the story, but that question never gets asked. Uh, but we also finally get to see, uh, I know uh, Renee was very excited, because uh, Emily and Aaron get a little smoochy-smoochy there. Yeah. I mean, it was underwhelming. It was nice. Who, it was nice. Who, it was, initi- who cut away from it that? too quickly, though. Who initiated that? Uh, em- em- they did. Emily went in. I think Emily went in, but he said the, she said the next day that you kissed me. And I was like... she gave him like that, like, That seemed like... Yeah. And it was like, she went in first. Like, I don't know. I don't know. The relationship's, mm, it's okay. I was hoping for more. I wanted, like, more banter and all that. But it's like, mm, I don't know. I'm not in love with quick. the. Yeah, it's like, ugh. And then they're, like, alone in the. It was, well, I'm not, like, a huge fan of that relationship. And you know what relationship really bugs me, though, is the, the one that's between Seth and the reporter. No. That girl, they their relationship <laughs> at this point like really bothers me. I just want to see the uh, Seth and Emily. I just want to see the relationship get a little more like steamy and like you know like Seth fun. And Emily? Oh, interesting. Huh? I like just, it. Just like on screen. Like I just want to see like yeah. more of a Aaron more and chemistry. Emily, not Seth and Emily. Aaron. And, no, I want to see <laughs> Seth. That's yeah. we like, what? Plot right. twist. No, I want to see Aaron and Emily. Like I don't know, just more chemistry between them. I, like this episode, I didn't see it. Oh, all right. Most, maybe because she thought he was a killer and maybe possibly a terrorist, so that could be part of it. Well, I, I will say she doesn't have much of a poker face. After Tom brings her <laughs> in to kind of start investigating Richmond staff, Aaron, one of the names on that list to investigate, who may have had some, who may have had access to the plans that the yeah, DOD she together. immediately. No poker face. I don't think like, she was not a bit. But come on, I would think, like, if you if somebody told you to investigate somebody, you would just, I did, like, Renee's line, we just started dating. <laughs> but if somebody told you to investigate somebody you, you're kind of, in, uh, like, flirting with, intrigued with, you've made out with, I guess probably slept with, uh, would you be able to at least uh, put on a poker face and act like, oh, everything's cool? Or would you be like, you got to uh, do it better than that. I'm yes, a really bad terrible. liar, but she should have been better because it's a more serious situation. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she should have. <laughs> she, and she's pretty smart. I feel like she could have figured it out, but yeah, she, was, she like, was a little mesmerized. I am happy, though, but that when he walked in, she didn't like, slam her laptop shut. Like yeah. That was what I was like waiting for. So thankfully, they didn't do that. Yeah. All right. Uh, Joyful Kia says, the ballad of Seth and Lisa continues... Can we please find more for Cal Penn to do, please? Uh, yes. For real. Uh, Ariadne says, Lisa makes me want to punch her in the face. <laughs> Here's the thing. I actually, I'm obviously, as a, I have a journalist background. Uh, you like I, her? I appreciate what she's doing. And from Kirkman's point of view of, like, keeping them honest. I appreciate that. I, I, it was a point when I hated her. 
because I think she was pulling like the flirtatious card to get places, but I think now that that is realized, she can't do it anymore, and she's straight, you know, being uh, the truth getter, and I appreciate that. I like that. I mean, certainly as a press secretary, you're going to want everybody not to question you and let you just and let you tell them exactly what you want to tell them. So exactly. when they start going against you and asking questions you'd rather not discuss at the moment, that's going to be irritating. But that's the press's job. You're supposed that to was one of the subplots that I, I'm starting not to mind. You know, for every 99 that I do mind, I guess there's <laughs> one that I don't mind. Oh, gosh, I don't I'm like, like a different. It, it doesn't do anything for me, really. Yeah, I don't like it. All right. Mm. Now, uh, we do find out, uh, uh, as Tom and Mike are investigating more about this, they find out that the person who wrote this computer program, Dr. Alan Enright, they bring him in to discuss with him. And he says one of the people uh, that he gave this to, in addition to everybody that was on the Oricon classification, was uh, the person that was over at Noricom. And at the time, it was our pal that uh, Kirkman fired uh, earlier in the season, General Harris Cochran. We figured he'd darken it. Uh, we'd make his way back. I wasn't expecting in this context. I thought it'd be more uh, as an opposition, but uh, more just as a kind of a red herring. I thought. Yeah, he is uh, brought back in in good light. Yes, certainly he seems a now. little less stressed. Yeah, yeah, he offers his help. Um, another subplot that I, that I don't mind. I thought it was good of trying to find out, you know, who all that was coming from and the the whole trace. I thought that was uh, really good. What I, I agree. What I because I liked him. I liked uh, uh, General Cochran in this scene, and I wish we would have seen a little bit more of this like rational, calm human being when he was first in the episodes. Because he was just seemed like such a cuckoo bananas uh, during the first few episodes. Like we got to do this now, Mister President. I'm like, oh, <laughs> relax, dude. I agree. However, they did set it up well because when we, when we first saw him, we're like, really, it's the old general like seeking revenge. Like he was already bad when we first met him. He was being shady. But I like that they now introduce. But then that also goes back to question that conversation he had with Aaron. However, if he is really a good guy, I like that it's like that little twist we get because he was originally very unlikable, mm-hmm. and now we are going back and forth trying to figure out who made that call. And I love, I loved that subplot for sure. Yeah, that yeah. was cheesy. Uh, Cochran says that the uh, the Secretary of Defense actually recalled the uh, the email that contained that plan, so he never actually got a chance to see it. And of course, uh, the SecDef has his marching orders as a chain of command, so. When Tom asks who would that order come from, it would come from within the White House. So that's when Tom brings Emily in to start looking around at all Richmond staffers at that time that could have made that call to get the sec to have to pull that in. Someone just mentioned to me on Twitter and said, you remember Aaron Shore got info on Kirkman at the beginning of the show. We got a file on him from that random person in the nightlight on an overpass or a park says that he's been in this from the beginning. That's Well, we also that's speculated that could be just him trying, thought. like any any good uh, campaign or person that's working in the administration, you want to find mm-hmm. all the bad stuff mm-hmm. so that you can be aware of it to prevent anything. Plan your game plan. It's, it's his it. job to, yeah. Yeah. So I, play defensive a little bit. Yeah, so whether so you guys don't think it. it's a little thing of Aaron being in on it. You were, well, you were so confident he was good now. Yeah, I am. I am. Going on. I'm just questioning you guys. I still think Aaron's good. I think it's a it's a side plot. Uh, it's, but, uh, sadly, this show uh, is not about revealing all, its cards at all. So, yeah. uh, especially this early. So, it, it, Aaron we'll is find not, out next December. No, Aaron's not in <laughs> on this because that's too that's too easy. I just I don't I want to know what the big twist I, will be. I just then. I don't know whether or not Aaron's in on it, but it's obviously bigger than we thought. I mean, Charles Langdon said that before he like <laughs> ran off like. This is bigger than that. It's, the people are watching. Did they follow you? So Did they follow you? <laughs> <laughs> you like my impersonation? That's really good. Oh. Dead on. <laughs> now, who's still enjoying Chuck? Everybody's still enjoying Chuck? Yeah. You seem hesitant, Christine. 
You seem very hesitant about that. Oh, I like Chuck. I like What's him. He's just like not a central figure for me. So I'm like, eh, Chuck is I still like, like he's he like, like Chloe to Hannah Wells, Jack Bauer. Yes, he is. Chuck, Chuck is Q good... is like James Bond Q. I think Wait, Chuck especially is the Q. latest one. Uh, so Hannah, of course, uh, <laughs> I think that we all seem to question that scene where Chuck comes home from work, doesn't turn on any of his lights, and just walks around his apartment <laughs> to open up the, the fridge. That's the best scene of the show. <laughs> the I scene Hannah. Hannah, bloody Hannah, just like, she's like, yes. uh, And he walks into his apartment with no lights on? Who, who does, does that? that? <laughs> when people are looking for you, when you're involved in some dirty, dirty <laughs> stuff, you're just going to walk around in the dark, casual. <laughs> okay. Cool. Now, how do you guys immediately as soon as you walk into your place? Yes. Lights on immediately. Yeah, yeah. Are you kidding Hands me? Down. Out. I can't do it. Can't do it. Can't do it. Because you never know. Even if you're good, who's onto you or yeah. a creepy stalker you I'm, got in there? I, Somebody's on Michael Klaus. <laughs> hey, I got a history. Uh, what? <laughs> after Buzz, after Sweet hour? Michael Klaus oh later God. on tonight to find out what happened. Uh, right? Um, no, but I that. I literally, and it's you know, it's there's so many unreal things that I that I have pointed out here. Of oh, I see. We have we have the darkness. We have the biggest one, which we can talk about whenever. Of the whole shooting scene where we have a barrel actually sticking out the window, oh, which we'll get, any yes. sniper we'll, we'll knows that. that's not what you do. And there's no bulletproof glass around the president, which there has been since at least 2001 when I looked up the pictures of George W. Bush being sworn in. There's bulletproof glass all around him. I do love that he actually has a list, and above the list just says in all capital letters, so many unreal things with so many I exclamation just, <laughs> I I... <laughs> For everything good that the show, I'm like, oh man, this is good. You know the the thing with General Cochran and bringing him back in. But there's just all the unrealistic things. And I'm like, this show is trying to be realistic, and yet it is falling back on the 24 mold of just always something going on, always something going on. And you're like, I was, I don't know. I'm still hoping for different. That's why I tune in every week because I, I'm hoping for different. And there are other things that I enjoy, but ugh. Like, you don't turn a light like you could see that it was something coming up. That was so <laughs> funny. She was just there, though. That's and, hilarious. And uh, let's give it up for Chuck's typing skills uh, when he's trying to trace the, uh, the mystery woman's quick. cell. Yeah, man, he was just cranking away. Like, he was just like, yeah. <laughs> I feel like I need to audition for that kind of role. There's, <laughs> like, nothing to it. No offense. It's just, I'm in, and I've traced the social <laughs> security <laughs> number, and I actually know where he's about to go take a crap right now. <laughs> like, the heck, you can find out anything. He <laughs> made it seem well, like it was going to be very challenging to hand it to trace the Mr. Woman's and call, and then two, two <laughs> like seconds. This. I couldn't handle that. I was like, Frank. <laughs> I was like "He's already in." Oh, it's okay. a race. It's who can find it first: them <laughs> finding it's us just... or us finding that. Uh-huh. Uh, so uh, eventually, this leads to a, uh, a where they can find a, a burner cell placed at this uh, convenience store. Uh, so Hannah goes there, sees the security footage, finds a license plate. This leads her out to a place in Virginia, and. Uh, while she's tracking that down, Emily talks to the uh, the, the phone op, uh, switchboard operator at the White House, and looking around at the certain date and time, who would have called the SecDef? And uh, former Chief of Staff Charles Langdon, who supposedly died in the explosion, was the one that made that call. But when Hannah gets to that house, who does she find? Langdon. Charles Langdon. Yes. He was in the pilot episode, too. Oh, that's right, yeah, because he's the one that gave the little, uh, yeah, the, uh, was talking to uh, Kirkman before he went to go in and uh, get mm-hmm. his... Uh, Oh, yeah, that's true. That was him. Yes. I didn't remember him. I just knew we knew him because Hannah's like, I know you. I'm like, do we? <laughs> His hair was like really down, and I was like, oh, like this guy's like a little 
Casual. Haven't gotten a haircut for a while. I'm happy, though, because usually when you see somebody like that and they, of course, have a bunch of information, and she's telling Hannah, you've got to hide. You've got to stay away from these people. You expect that guy to immediately get killed. And he doesn't. Hannah actually takes out the gunman and Langdon escapes. So I almost we thought still get she got hit at one point. It almost looked like she got Behind hit. Behind the tree, right? Yeah. I yeah. was like, this is a little but, crazy. Yeah, takes this person out and uh, good shot, obviously. Well done. Yeah. And I, I was confused. I don't know, the, the plot of how it followed, obviously, with her getting caught, it makes me wonder who this guy was, because when they reported back to the president, they weren't like, oh, this person is sketchy. So obviously he must have been like a legit person. He must have been in on it or some government official. Well, he worked for that uh, Met, uh, Metway Security, so... Yeah. Yeah, it's a private, one of those private security firms. It was interesting when they talked with the... When Mike gave the information about Hannah to the president, it was like, well, if we actually think he, she shot someone and just regular... It almost seemed like it was like a regular Joe, and it was like... I think like any research could look and be like, this is yeah. a... More than security. just a regular yeah. yeah, yeah. I was also confused when I saw the... Uh, there's an older woman that uh, sees <laughs> Hannah in the Woods and calls. I thought that was the older woman from the phone calls. Me too at first. Uh, and so when she got on the phone, I yes. thought like, she's alerting somebody. And then we just find out later, it's just somebody that was walking through the woods. I thought that was so random. <laughs> a, to me, that's first of all, it's random that if you are f- fake dying or f- fake dead and you're hiding out somewhere, why would you hide out in Virginia, like so close? Why wouldn't you go to another state? Like you're right by yeah. D.C. And then... Casually, a woman's walking her dog in the forest, and that sees one that was and so called. shady. That to me was just like, no, I, I can't buy that. So I guess we uh, we have to assume that Langdon was using some kind of voice manipulator to make him sound like a woman. No, I don't know. Or did he have I was saying, no, right? yeah, no, I, I would think so. No, I don't think so. I'm gonna Something say no. About that seems weird. He so never you... said he was the voice. No, we so... never got that confirmation. And shows think... like this, when you don't get the confirmation, then it's probably not what we think it is. And the reason why I definitely don't think it is is because. It's bigger than we all think, which means there's probably more guys like Langdon yeah. and more people in general that would be trying to help her. You guys out of the live chat think that Langdon was a voice? So, no. so Langdon went and bought the phone, bought the burner phone, drove it over to somebody else, and they made the call. No, I think that someone else, other people are involved that may have like stayed at the house. I don't think do they were think, there. Do you think that Langdon knew the girl or knows the girl who's making the call? Well, he must because he, he, he bought had, the phone. I would say yeah, but I, I honestly, I don't think it was him. I, okay. I feel like that would have been cleared up. I, I think he would have said, yeah, it was me. Something to let the audience know. Because yeah. uh, what are they going to bring that back up again? Like, wait, we didn't find out last season. Did you use the voice manipulator? Like, they're not going <laughs> to do that. I feel like that would be so stupid. But so I'm hoping it is really a woman. Uh, just a different woman that we haven't met yet. And then we'll add on to the story. Another <laughs> character? What if her and Langdon are... Or what? What if it's more than just her and Langdon? <laughs> Getting coffee? Getting coffee. <laughs> yeah, probably. And Oreos. Uh, mega stuffed do you dip uh, your oreos in your coffee ever that's disgusting i mean he ate five that's true see i understand why you asked him because it's disgusting so maybe he would uh lemon says i don't think the female voice was langdon the truth says it is langdon we're getting a little battle going on here (laughs) stop it's getting right thanks girl ivan says langdon is the female voice the car was there you ever seen the car, the burner phone? Yeah, I don't know. but so what? Two people can fit in the car. It could have been another person in the car. Who knows? Yeah, well, he true. got he made his voice not even he manipulated it to make it sound like another kind of like deeper voice or anything. He was like, no, 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 no. I got to be a female. Well, that's gonna throw it off. They're not gonna do anything, anything would throw. Uh, no one would think. I bet it's Langdon. No one would think that if he used any voice manipulator. Why was he like? 
let's be a woman. So if you were trying to fake somebody out and you were calling them, you didn't want them to know who you were, would you, you try to be just, a man? You wouldn't try to make your voice sound deeper like a man? Okay, have you guys ever prank called someone and make, tried to make your voice sound like a woman? You, but yeah, but that's, a that's, voice. A, that's a voice, yeah. He didn't directly answer the question. <laughs> <laughs> Hi. How are you? Hi. Hi. <laughs> uh, but I do like, though, as during this episode, too, uh, Tom realizes that, hey, you know, maybe we should talk to Hannah Wells. Finally. <laughs> Finally. Uh, and sends Mike on the hunt to try to find her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I like it when Mike talks to uh, uh, Director Forstel and gets the information, reads her, her file, realizes that, oh my gosh, she had somebody, her beloved Scott, that got lost in the oh, Capitol building. Oh, Scott. Comes back to Kirkman and says, you know, maybe we should believe what everybody's saying. Maybe she is in on it. I'm like, yeah, Mike, why, why do we have to assume? I, I like Mike's his response slipping. to that, though. He'd Kirkman? rather overreact. No, but Kirkman was just like, I don't care about her past. Like, she obviously knows something right now. We need yeah. to speak yeah. to her. Like, mm-hmm. I like that his yeah. clearer head prevailed clear. over clear judgment. whatever else she might have been going through. Because I was worried when they gave uh, him the file. I was yeah. like, oh, my gosh, if I'm this just... drags on any longer and they don't trust her and don't yeah. hear her out, I'm going to lose my mind. Pretty well, sure. yeah. It, uh, well, I guess as we get to the episode, we'll kind of speculate about what we think was going to happen. The truth says, listen, the guy faked his death. Changing his voice to a woman is not a stretch. <laughs> not even a, but it's not true. even just for the show. I just feel like writing-wise, they would have made it so clear to the audience that he did indeed change his voice. The fact that we're still like just speculating, I feel like means that it is another woman. Well, the frustrating thing is, like, you know, he has a lot of information, and at this point, we're not getting it. We're mm-hmm. going to get it at some point. But He's it's certainly, I would, you know, assume, and everyone thoughts um he is going to be a main character when we come back in march agreed i think so we didn't even get to see them like go through the house and see Mm -hmm. what's what's in there what he knows like she literally confronted him outside and then he just ran off so there's so much more to the story and how much more he was involved we don't even know that yet yeah i feel like he'll come back and be a, a pretty big role i don't know about a main role probably as much as we see like probably more than we see leo Oh, I would hope so. <laughs> we Oof. haven't seen Leo. That's been so. great. It's been uh, what a nice vacation was anybody, tonight. Was anybody else hoping that he was the one shot? Oh, oh that's kind that of was really mean, Michael. Wow. So, well, somebody had to get the bullet. I'm just. I think it's his I don't wife. I want him. I to think get it's shot. the wife too. Yeah. 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 That would be very. I hate to say, like, it's, it's predictable. I honestly think it's the wife. Because it's not Kirkman, and what would be Gotta heartbreaking, in there. the wife. And that would also make him vulnerable and, you know, maybe bargain with whoever's behind this. To- Ooh, Ariadne calling me out, by the way, says, with all we've seen, why is that a stretch for it to be a woman? I'm not with saying all it's the even conspiracy, a stretch. I mean, I'm, come on. I just think that for the writers to make that choice and then not make it so clear that that's what happened and still... Because what's the... Oh, we're going to get it confirmed next in three months. Something that we thought maybe was true, we're going to get confirmed. That's nothing. They would have already confirmed it. That's stupid. If it was a twist and it was another woman, they would have done what they did now. Where we're like, was it... Did you use a machine? Like, why did you sound like a woman? She's all confused. We get no answers. Continuing on. It goes deeper and deeper because just the storyline keeps growing. But uh, see, I feel like Hannah, is, she's she's uh, she's in the FBI. She knows people can disguise her voice. I feel like even if she doesn't come across language, she's not going to ask that question. She's just going to assume that. So we won't have to get bogged down with that. What if I don't? That's know. not good enough for Renee. Uh, I'll be so mad. Maybe someone else. Maybe he bought the phone for someone else, or maybe someone's like bouncing their signal off of his phone so that it looks like it came from someone else. I don't know. It could be anything. It could be anything. I just thought from that woman, whoever it is. That woman. I want to be that woman. Okay? 
<laughs> I do love the thing that we're obsessing most about this is like, could Langdon uh, <laughs> disguise his voice as a woman or why That is he? the biggest topic. <laughs> hot topic of the night. Uh, but uh, when Anna kills our, 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 our rogue gunman, their assassin, so to speak, finds that uh, Metway security card and has Chuck look up the information and sees that it's registered over at a uh, floor seven uh, or uh, room seven on the eighth floor of a building that overlooks the Capitol building. Pointing right at the staff. So you know what's coming. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. Um, Chuck, oh, yeah. they're going to kill President Kirkman. Which, again, it leads to the leads to the, the barrel out the gun or the barrel out the window. And I was like, oh, maybe it's like a place where they could, you know, easily put something. But then they show it and it's literally on a wall that is all windows that are closed. And there's <laughs> one window that's open and you literally have the barrel out the window. Like that is, that is step one for any sniper is you do not show your barrel out the window. Well, he was well, doing because, just fine. Yeah. <laughs> it's, TV. it's not making sure the gun's loaded. <laughs> there you go. Okay, step two. But uh, that wasn't that was in another movie. I think that was in uh Shooter? um yes. It Mark was in Wahlberg. Shooter with Mark Wahlberg mm-hmm. where that came up because they were trying to assassinate the president and Mark Wahlberg was like, "No, you never have your bear like no one oh, yeah, oh yeah, you saw it up there? No, cuz you would never have that happen." Now you're expecting designated survivor to adhere to No, accurate, I'm just saying accuracy. like the, I I <laughs> really? confu- I'm I wish I could talk with the writers and be able to figure out on a scale of realism what they wanted it to be. Like it seems like it's maybe about a 6 out of 10. I mean, other people's thoughts? I mean, you know, I assume it's just an easy way to telegraph to the audience like hey, that's Hannah recognizes where the sniper's coming from, so that's why she's going to shoot up there. I just feel it's just uh, to expedite the storytelling and not drag out that scene any longer than it needs to be. So it's certainly not accurate, but I guess just for sake of just pushing that like scene along. Value. I agree with Frank, yeah. Uh, we also find out uh, one person that we do find out a little bit about, though, is McLeish's wife. We had always been kind of speculating, like, <gasps> yeah. how much did she know? She's I didn't think she knew anything. We find Jeez. out that McLeish is really the one that's just basically everybody's yes. working boy. Yeah. She doesn't humanize him for me, though. No? No. Do you see him sometime in the future being the person who switches and uh, stops it all from happening? Because mm. they reveal a crap. It would be a nice cliche for the show, sure. But uh, but I feel like, yeah, that character, when they do have their kind of about face or they come to realize they've been doing the wrong thing, they get killed very quickly. Yeah. Maybe he was the one that was shot. That would be so... I don't know where the storyline would no. start off because that's the whole... That's the one they now need. Now he is the end. No, because I I agree if you're thinking, uh, well, we'll get to that in uh, predictions there. But uh, so, and I do like the line that the wife tells McLeish, though, is that uh, we're going to restore the country to the empire was once, uh, once was and can be again. And then says, quote, our friends place their faith in you. This is not a time for weakness. By friends, are they referring to Catalan? Oh, yeah, I would assume by who Catalan Catalan. is working for. Uh, speaking of that, uh, Nick Masu, I'm sure ears burning because uh, yeah, you know uh, uh, Nasara was mentioned many times this evening. Yep, <laughs> as per usual. Yes. <laughs> um, also, Bob, point out uh, we're talking so much about Aaron Shore. He actually took over the Designated Survivor Instagram page uh, for like their story, not like their main page, but doing all those videos, uh, daily videos. Um, that he took that over. So if you want to check it out on their Instagram, I think it's uh, at designated ABC. Oh, let's get, let's uh, let's let's um, hit him up. Tell him to come on in and talk about the show. Yeah, I said it was his birthday the other week, so I sent him something. Uh, what did you send to, him? Like flowers, uh, cookies, tweet, chocolate, a tweet. <laughs> a tweet. just a tweet. I sent you. a tweet. I tweeted him. 
Wow, that's yeah. nice. That's um, so thoughtful. <laughs> I had someone do that to me on my birthday once. Sent you a tweet? They were like, hey, did you get my gift? And I'm like, what? And they're like, my 10,000 sweet was to you for your birthday. Wow. wow. My 10,000 tweets. Someone saved, yeah. they thought saving their 10,000 tweet to wish you a happy birthday was like thoughtful. Like, thanks, thanks, Renee. I, I appreciate that you. That was so you nice. You were where I was at. You know, I'm like, <laughs> in my head, I'm like, thanks. That's so nice of you. Can't you just delete one and then do that again? Like, tweet and delete. Um, do you still talk to this person, James? Oh, is that I your friend? Not. You cut them good. out of your life. Good, good choices. <laughs> I believe he made uh, Renee's list if you check out her blog. Oh, nice. Oh, thank Hello. you. James, what are you hanging around those boys for? What's, what are you doing? What are you doing? Those types. <laughs> I was a bad individual back then. <laughs> uh, speaking of bad individuals, we've got uh, Catalan uh, walking. Catalan. Catalan. Uh, walking through, going up to that room that we've been talking about. Uh, and as Michael Klaus will so angrily rant for a moment here oh, yeah. about <laughs> the lack of gloves that he used as he was Another in thing. You have no gloves. You're touching the door. You're touching the lamp. I mean, really? Like... I I don't know. Another one of those things of like, there's a way to do. I mean, I I'm not a sniper. What? Though he plays one on TV. You're not. Shocker. I do own a gun. Not a shot. Not a sniper. And it's like there's certain things that you do. You 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 cover <laughs> up your tracks. <laughs> and even the way that he entered the scene. Where you have the one guy walking past, oh, we're all clear. And then someone slips in right yes. literally like half a second behind. Because he was so in much. tune with their no security And there's no turnaround. Person. And there's only one person on the floor doing surveillance. Isn't there yes. like two people? I'm, so, I'm, not, I'm sorry if it always comes off like I'm negative on this show. I just, I was expecting it to be like an eight for realism. And it's like a six. And the, the two-point swing of the bulletproof glass, the barrel, the no gloves... Michael's the Simon of our panel. I don't know. I got to agree with you on that. Like, that little extra attention to detail probably would have made the difference in that scene. Mm-hmm. I probably would have respected yeah. it if they were like, okay, gloves ready. Someone you know, says like, small details do make but, a huge difference. Yeah. It, that caused me to just look at the scene like, oh, okay, that happened. It didn't seem, like, real. It, it just didn't seem like it was really happening. Yeah. Because there's been some debate, especially at the beginning of the season, where Tom would want to go out to scenes and, like, you can't leave unless you have the full Secret Service with you and stuff. And he kind of uh, starts, like, no, I want to be able to mm-hmm. go out and walk amongst everybody to show that we're not scared as a country. Uh, this, uh, it would have, him going and doing uh, this uh, swearing in for the VP for McLeish, at least if they would have had a quick scene with them talking to Secret Service or something saying, I don't want glass walls around me because we got to be open and honest mm-hmm. and yeah. uh, show yeah, them we're not something. afraid. Yes, but mm-hmm. they just go there and not have it. It does stand out then. And you're like, well, I mean, li- why, literally, I looked up the 2001. I would imagine, you know, I can I can Google it uh, when it was in, if it was there in 90, it would be in 97 technically when Clinton was inaugurated the second time. But, I mean, I would imagine that bulletproof glass has been around for so long look at the pope um yeah i mean he literally has like a whole vehicle uh let's see bill clinton swearing in 1997 your phone is in black and white well it saves battery um i can know you can do that yeah you can turn it off i don't know yes clinton swearing in bulletproof glass literally full shield and that's in 97 i mean i 
I don't know. Let's go 93. Yeah. I mean, at least if there would have been a scene discussing that, it would have been nice just to see. Because I feel like at the, you're right. My, I'm sure everybody, like Christine, you probably were thinking that as well. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure many, if just the, at least a few of people were thinking of that, I'm sure many of the audience is thinking like, why wouldn't you have any sort of bulletproof yep. I was surprised how many people well. were out there too when they did like the wide shot and there's so many people out there. Yeah. Like, what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is like, okay, this is happening. All right. So uh, we also then have another frustrating thing where we have Hannah again racing to get to a scene somewhere, and we all know she's never going to make it. And, of course, she doesn't this time either. She has to stop the car when it gets too crowded, starts running through the crowd. Excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. Uh, gets spotted, then does the thing that Michael Claus hates, looks up in the sky, sees the one glass pane open, sees the, the rifle, the muzzle. She's the one who catches it. She ca- She's the she one. She knew to look for it, Michael. She knew. It is weird that they have, like, just right above the top of that building, they do have security up there, too. With the, the yeah. And, and the like, Secret Service on the ground, like, yeah. two feet from her. He couldn't see it? Yeah, no, nobody else is looking no around. One, no one else? No? <laughs> Got eyes on the suspect. What about the sniper? That's right. <laughs> what? what are you doing? Uh, Ooh, so, someone has, says Reagan had bulletproof glass. Really going back. I mean, come on. 85. No, 80... Yeah, 85, because it would have been 80 right, Maybe 84. this is just the VP. Nobody really cares as much about the <laughs> You know what president didn't have bulletproof glass? Uh-oh. Abraham Lincoln. Oh, don't make the joke. Don't make is it has to do with the sixties? You know where I'm going. <laughs> oh, I knew it. Rimshot himself. Way to go, James. I love it. <laughs> Uh, so then Hannah, because she realizes she can't get to the window in time, uh, or even up to that room, uh, let alone, uh, she pulls out her gun and takes a shot from down there. Doesn't hit him, just bounces off the side of the window, but it seems to throw off Catalan enough, we assume, that when he takes a shot, we go to black and we have to wonder, until March, who took the bullet? Is that the question that's on your lips until March, is who took the bullet? Yes. Yeah. Really? No, really, because we all, you seemed pretty confident earlier that it was the wife. Well, I mean, I, just, I think it's the wife, but. The reason why I want to know is, I mean, I do think it's the wife, but I just don't want them to, like, drag this out too long. Like, can we find out who took the bullet and then continue to, like, explore what happens with McLeish and the bigger picture? I think the shooting is, like, just like a, not that it's a plot hole, but it's, like, kind of killing time until we find out more. I could so, see Alex getting shot, uh, Tom distraught at the hospital, McLeish just smarmily coming in, like, you know, if you, I can, I can step in and take care of stuff if you <laughs> want to be with him. I'm like, please, already. Not, you just became VP a second ago, McLeish. Dial it back, buddy. So the other question is, obviously Hannah's arrested. Has to be. Yes. Will that help or hurt her credibility? She's obviously, you know, we're saying, turn yourself in. Even if you get arrested, you have that voice. Will what she did help or hurt that coming forward? I think it might help her only because they've already noticed a pattern with people who have been loyal and who have done erratic things and then turned themselves in. Like, that's happened with Atwood already, and now it's happened with her. Maybe, I think Kirkman will be the one to see past everything. Maybe not everyone else, but I think it'll help her. Yeah, I think Kirkman will just want to talk to her. And I think think all you have to do is say, hey, yo, that other gunshot that that just hit your wife? I know about it. Let's talk. That's why I put up the distraction shot in the air. You're welcome. Yeah, I mean, I feel like at the very least, she's exposed that it was not her at at all acting alone because she Mm -hmm. fired off at a window and that, they could, you know, uh, trajectory, they'll figure out that's the bullet came from there. It wasn't Hannah shooting. I also want to give her amazing credit because she came really close to to hitting him and with a handgun firing up seven floors, that's impressive. Could you make that shot, Michael? No. 
a handgun is, I mean, you're, the, it's so much easier to aim with a long gun because the barrel is so much longer, so that's why you can shoot farther. I mean, any sniper rifle, that's why it's so long, because you can actually aim farther. When the barrel of your gun is this big, I mean, it can be off like that. That's it's why hard. she's Hannah Wells, FBI agent. That's why she's Hannah Wells and Nikita and... That's right. Maggie. So, yeah. of course, this is the winter finale. The show's not going to be on until March again. <gasps> we'll find out what happened. But uh, let's just take a moment here at the, the winter finale. Are you guys happy where we're at in the course of the season at the winter finale? Are you uh, incredibly frustrated? How are you feeling? Go for it. I thought it picked back up the last couple episodes. There was a there was like three or four episodes ago when I feel like we got nothing in an episode for like two weeks. I'm glad that it's developing. Obviously, there's still points where I'm frustrated. Um, but I think I, I'm glad that the plot is at least developed to where we are of moving up that, you know, McLeish is in office. And, and so those plots are developing. We're actually getting somewhere and finding out where they are. I also, literally, Ivan has put this like seven times. Kirkman's smart about Hannah, dumb about Atwood, and the bombing, and McLeish. You put that like seven times, buddy. Persistence pays off. Well, I certainly, I mean, about Atwood, you can tell when he watches the video of Atwood confessing, like, he doesn't quite buy it, but he doesn't know enough of a bigger context to kind of really and question that, it. And that's another thing that's going to come up. Obviously, they promise Lisa the exclusive, but they never actually give it. So I would imagine that it never actually comes out that he is the bad guy because... Uh, they probably want to protect him, and I see him forming still a good guy role and helping in the uh, catching of the bad guys. Very true. Renee, you were going to say something? Oh, just uh, with the finale, I, I, I enjoyed this episode towards like the middle and the end because it like kept me on the edge of my seat. The ending was a bit frustrating because I just want to know, like, you know, what's going on. It would be nice. Um, but we do know we do know more about what's going on. We are learning more. I just want to know even more than that. But it was it was a good, exciting episode, and I do think it was a lot better than what we've seen um, recently in, in the last few weeks with episodes. Yeah, these few actually gave us something to discuss instead of like, what's <laughs> happening? Why is this like this? You know, now we actually have things to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, it was frustrating for me as well. Like I said, I want to know who was shot and then move on. Like I need to know mm-hmm. what's the next step for McLeish. Who else is involved? How far this goes up? And I mean, if Kirkman does talk to Hannah, um, what's the next step? Like, can he just pardon her? Like, is she going to have to, you know, own up to anything that she's done? Like, what happens to her character? What happens to Atwood's character? Are they just irrelevant after a certain point? I don't know. Uh, Joyful Kia says, overall, I am emotionally satisfied with the finale. And I would agree in terms of... I think that it's not going to be something that's going to keep me on the edge of my seat. Like, literally, not tomorrow or Friday. I'm going to be like, oh, my goodness. I can't wait till Mars. Like, what's going to happen? And I, that's a, I would say it's a, it's a critique because I wish it was. So uh, how about, like, late February, though? How are you going to be feeling? I mean, I'm going to be like, oh, wait. That means there's, like, a week until this finale. Oh, I'm interested to see what happened. But it's not something that's going to be like, I don't know. The show hasn't done that for me in the first you know, number of episodes mm. that it's it's kept me to that point yet. I don't know. I agree with what you're saying. Like, it's no, like, Desperate Housewives season finale. Like, you're not going to be like, Obviously, oh, my God. Right? You Even know? Scandal did something like this where they shot the president, and I was genuinely like, what the hell happened? Like, <laughs> yeah. I was, like, freaking out. And you're and counting down know. the days. Even though we knew he got shot, it was just about, like, seeing what happened after. Like, I was dying to know. And with yeah. this, I'm like, okay, sure. Like, well, let like- me know in three months, I guess. <laughs> like... 
I feel like we've had some frustrations like with Leo and stuff and I feel like the writers have kind of realized that some of their the strengths of the show don't lie in pursuing more storylines with Leo they've kind of really seemed to dial it back on the premiere which is great I think that was our least favorite Uh, if this show uh, say at the end of the season they decided hey you know what we're just going to wrap up all the conspiracy storylines and going forward season two on forever long this runs we'll just focus it more on just being this government and this or uh, kind of rebuilding uh, and we watch just more political drama. Would that be enough? Or do you feel like there always needs to be some element of conspiracy in the show to make it compelling to watch? I think it could easily just be a political show. I just don't think that uh, from where they've gone already, it can just turn into a political show. I feel like the, the viewers would be very confused if all of a sudden they're like, just a regular day at the office. All of a sudden, you're like, um, this what? is weird. No, Would that satisfy you? Well, because I, I feel like the the hard thing with the conspiracy is to know when to end it. That's the hardest thing. Yeah. Is like, when do you decide to end this or at least give some kind of <laughs> illusion of ending for the audience? It's like, to feel like pretty little liars. Like, that's the exact, they just never ended it. They're like, yeah. we'll, just, we'll just make another A. We'll just mm. keep making A's <laughs> for like 10 years. That's the thing. I, th- I think that's a... Uh, a kind of concept like this is good as a movie. I can't see it being drawn out for like three more seasons. I know. Because yeah, it comes a point where the audience likes the thrill, the thrill, the thrill, yeah. the thrill, and like being on the edge of their seat. But then after a while, they're like, man, come on. Can't anybody catch these guys? Then, they, you know, they, they seem omnipotent. You can never catch them. They know everything. What's happening? And, and then the, the thrill, audience starts getting frustrated. Yeah. And if the thrill's not done right, you're kind of just bored with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I don't know if like the man I don't know I, at least you have to do something almost like maybe like an alias thing where they kind of blew up the door on what SD six was pretty early in that season uh, in the series and then you kind of spent the rest of the time kind of pursuing different iterations of SD six maybe something like that I don't know I feel like there needs to be some sort of kind of resolution to at least this part of the conspiracy I agree yeah. I agree yeah. with you I agree uh, well, all right uh, so we're gonna wrap it up for the one finale uh, one thing you want to see. In the season premiere, as we instead of a prediction, a prediction for what you want to see in the uh, the uh, the winter premiere. I want to see. A, I want to. I you go first. Oh, great! <laughs> what? Great, Renee. I, Love it. I didn't have any time to think. Hold on. You I go think, first. I, I mean, I want to see more of of Langdon's character and that story of obviously the fact that everyone thought he was dead and now he's alive. And I think that he's a good guy or girl. And, um, yeah, I'm really interested in his character and to find out. I'm also interested, obviously the backstory of the, of the wife and them saying, you know, our friends place their faith in you. Uh, one of those friends I'm assuming is Catalan, but I would imagine that there's other ones. But overall, I'm I, Langdon is the is the character that I'm most interested in going forward. Renee, you need a moment. <laughs> I, I'm not Renee though. <laughs> oh no, sorry, I'm sorry, Christine. Yes, Christine, I'm sorry. Um, you I want to be Renee to me. <laughs> okay. So. I want to see two things. I want to see Kirkman and Hannah finally have a face to face conversation. Mm-hmm. Like if that doesn't happen, like within 30 minutes, <laughs> I'm gonna be so angry. Yes, that needs I can't to wait. happen. That needs to happen. And um, I want to see maybe in a flashback or in some private conversation, some sort of discussion about when they decided to come up with this plan to do the Capitol bombing. Like mm-hmm. I need some sort of back more backstory on that. I like that. Yeah. I definitely agree with we need to see Hannah and the president in a room together discussing things. And you know what? I want to see I want to see where this with the dra- how this uh, drama um goes down with uh with Aaron and, and Emily. I want to see what happens. I want to see if she like still kind of juice. Wow. I want to see the the juice. 
For somebody that it. wasn't that excited about this relationship early, well, now you changed it's your like, tune. is he a terrorist? Like that's fun. I mean, not like fun. <laughs> that's. I I would like to see that. Because once again, you think Aaron is bad. Bad. Bad? Okay. Uh, I'm going to agree with uh, Christine in the sense where uh, I feel like with these shadow organizations, you do need at least one episode, at least somewhere where the audience knows where they're coming from. The the main characters don't need to know, but I feel like it's the audience. Like, enough of, like, just tell us what the agenda is, and then we'll just see what it is. Yeah. Uh, And then also my thing is I just want to know what Chuck was going to eat for leftovers. What was that going to be? What did he get out of the fridge? Well, yeah, I, I really see him as a, a good beef question. stew type of guy. Mm, it didn't look I like, think it he like had a plate. like leftover ramen or something. I don't know. I think there was a plate underneath that tinfoil. Chinese food. Fingers crossed. Writers, please Thai? address that. If, if I don't find out what Chuck was going to eat within the first 30 minutes, <laughs> I am going to be mad. Uh, all right, folks. That is the end of the Designated Survivor, uh, Survivor Show until March. Holy cow. Uh, Woo! Are you going to miss us? Because we're going to miss you. But uh, in the meantime, folks, like us on Facebook. Give us those five stars on iTunes. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Thanks, everybody, for hopping in the chat. We love hearing your thoughts about the show and about Michael Klaus's rage, about the inaccuracies of the Designated Survivor show. Uh, if you want to continue the conversation in the meantime, though, uh, between now and March, just you know, just general, anything you want to talk to us about, <laughs> Renee, where can they find you? Hey, guys, you can find me on Instagram and on Twitter at Renee Ariel, and check out my blog, CatsLipstickLA.com, and read my new article, uh, How to Spot a Certain Kind of Someone from 10 Miles Away. What kind of someone? You'll have to read the blog. Mm, I need more info. Michael Klaus, you can follow me on Twitter at MichaelKlausTV, on Instagram at TheOnlyMC. You go check out my Instagram at TheOnlyMC. Very nice Christmas video. It will make you laugh. It will make your friends laugh. I guarantee it's going to spread some joy this Merry Christmas season. Mm. <laughs> All right. Well, tweet me. Find me on Instagram and Twitter at Christine Bean. I want to know what you guys think while we wait for this show to come back. Conspiracy theories, let me hear them. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Happy Go Jackie. You know, I don't know, Michael Klaus, that video, that's repurposed footage. I don't know how much I, I enjoy that video. Also, it's true. <laughs> someone pointed out the, the ratings have uh, been slowly declining for... Uh, Views uh, started at 10 million the very first week. Uh, it's down to 5.18. Way to end on a positive week, note, Michael. As no. of last week, so I viewers did. are dropping. Someone pointed that out on here. Uh, who was it? I want to give you credit. Um, Why are you looking? Because it's tough for conspiracy type shows. To Ariadne. Be yes, Ariadne. Uh, thanks for that uh, info. But it's tough for consp- conspiracy shows. The audiences want to know eventually yeah. what the deal is, and if you don't give it to them soon enough. They start checking out. Uh, We're going to check out now, (laughs) folks, but thanks for watching. Uh, Happy holidays. We'll see you March 2017 with another episode of the Designator Survivor Show right here on AfterBuzz TV. Uh, Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.